Welcome. All right, I think that's a wrap. That's the podcast. Yeah, we're I, done. Call it a week. I hate how I hate how awkward intros and exits are. I never know what to do. I never know what to say. So let's just let's just move on quick. Let's Dude, get this one. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. There you go. The, welcome to the, the podcast. Same podcast from the last time. But it's I hope the different. intro is epic this time. Yeah, the, the intro. I, I mix up the intros here and there, so hopefully this one's litty. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, <laughs> set your up for success right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just making my myself do some more work. I'm gonna have to find some epic intro. I think our last intro is the best one so far. I'll do that one again. Dude, but absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like Craig said, welcome. We are doing another classic episode, but. It is a new month, a new month for us to record content. I hope you guys enjoyed movie month. We move right into some other um, media platform known as Los Videojuegos for you Spanish speakers out there. Um, that would be video games for you uh-huh, more uh-huh, often uh-huh. than not American speakers. Yeah. So mostly the Ohioans. Ew. <laughs> Dude, uh, Craig and I just watched fucking Black Widow together. How what did you think about that? I, I liked it okay. It didn't seem like it didn't seem like you paid attention, but I, I thought it was okay. <laughs> as, as our fans know, they understand that uh, Marvel and me don't get along. But you know, this was like an invitation from the from the friends. I went with my girlfriend and and some other friends, and we watched in 4D. So it was like an experience. Um, very basic movie for a 4D experience. A lot Dude. of throwing your body around. <laughs> a lot of so, fucking movement. A lot of gasoline smell. <laughs> a lot of gunshots. Really I really thought at some point they were just spewing gasoline in the in the theater, and I was like, "This is it. This is how we die." Yeah. Fucking. They were like, movie. You're, "Yeah, you're gonna smell it," and we're like, "Well, a we don't really rink. need it to be that 4D." And they're like, "No, it's gonna be that 4D." We're like, "Okay, thanks." I think at some point I got shot in the back. Yeah, you did. I, I, I cleaned it up. It's, it's all good. Oh, that's nice. But anyways, yeah. that was a fun little experience. I would recommend if you are super, super into... Excuse me. If you are super, super into Marvel, do it. If you want a very, like, a B-rank action movie, do it. Um, I will say that... Uh, I forgot the... What's the sister's, like, actress's name? The blonde one. Uh, uh, Francesca, shit. maybe? No. Fran- something weird. Like Her, that. like, real it, name? Yeah, it's her real name, but Pew Puh, Flor something Puh. Oh, Florence, Florence Pew Puh, something, something like that. Truly gorgeous, amazing. Florence, yeah, Florence, Florence, Florence Florence. Puh or Pew. She did so good, such a good job. I I don't. I'm not gonna shame anybody, obviously. But she said we're we're 25, or I I guess I'm 25 and you're 24. She is also 25. Dude, Youngblood. She is dating. Zach Braff from Scrubs. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Lucky man. He, Lucky man. He's forty-six years old. He's pretty old, isn't he? I was honestly yeah. a kid watching Scrubs. That's yeah, crazy. Like a, he was probably like thirties. That's awesome. Yeah, she, well, that's, he, he's he scored big. She's a she's a cutie patootie. Good acting. Yeah, she did a great job. Good stuff. Anyway, this isn't a movie thing. That was last month. We just yeah, wanted to no, get a, yeah, yeah. give a quick, a little quickie on it. This month is video games, like I said. And uh, we're excited about this. Craig and I are big gamer pros. Um, we do understand that, you know, some fans might not be the most invested in the video games. So we are going to try to make this as universal and as enjoyable as possible. Um, so I think this is, this will be fun. You you know you know us at this point. You know, I'm into the, 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 the fun spooky boys. Craig's a sports guy. So you already know where we're going with this. Um, so, like, with that intro, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and tell them. Uh, 
Well, I'll go ahead and tell them, I guess, what I'm going to do. Mine is exclusively based in spooky lore, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun spooky time on my end of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going a little Madden. And that's he's going uh, sports route. Can you believe we're going it? The, we're going footy footy football. Footy footy football. All right. Well, let's just without further ado, let's get this sh- show on the fucking road. All right, uh, Craig, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I think I think mine will probably be a little shorter, so I think I'll go ahead and start. Oh, I'm um, excited. So lay it on me. If you've ever played the video game Madden NFL Football. Uh, you're, or if you're a big football fan, I suppose you are aware of what is known as the Madden curse. Have you heard of the Madden curse, Andrew? Of course I have. It came true for Patrick Mahomes as well. Just a little bit. Uh, a little bit. So, so basically, Madden football was a game named after John Madden, who was a Hall of Fame coach and had an illustrious career. Kind of a and cuck. He's a piece of shit. Tough acting, and acting, wearing yeah, son of a yeah. bitch. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that to be true at all. Um, but he would grace the cover every year, and then in 1999, um, the first player. Uh, would would take over the cover of Madden, which lucky lucky for him was Garrison Hurst, who was a young running back and was breaking a ton of numbers, like records and stuff, and was kind of destined yeah. for the Hall of Fame. And uh, he gets the cover, and then he leads the 49ers to the playoffs, and then he breaks his ankle. Oh, no. And it was so bad that he missed two full years and was never the same again, which is not great. It's not a great start. That was a good intro. So so are you going to explain what the the actual curse is prior to the – the story yeah, or are you gonna like is this leading up to it i'm, I'm gonna explain it now um oh, so the okay. madden curse if you can tell based on what i just said uh is basically whoever graces the cover of madden football uh that year is either going to suffer an injury or experience a dip in like numbers so if you to earn basically to be on the cover you need to be one of the best football players in the league probably a Super Bowl winner or an MVP pro bowler, whatever. And just basically an all pro guy. So it takes a lot to get there. And then the Madden curse means you're either going to have a bad season or you're going to be hurt. And a lot of people like, and there's a few instances of people's like careers, like trajectory, never lining back up with where it was after they or before they were on the cover. So it's basically just a recipe to get fucked for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bet it's an honor at the moment. You're like, hell yeah, I'll be on the cover of Madden. Oh yeah, it's probably. I mean, it, it alone is probably worth the like the payday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, except yeah, yeah. except for maybe like a broken bone, that's probably not worth the payday. Like the payday, yeah. the payday in today's day, anyways. I don't know about 1999, but the payday to be on the cover today is probably well worth like whatever repercussions it might have. Um, yeah. So. It started in 99 with the first ever player, and it's kind of crazy that it happened the first time that they had a player, which it's not like what what John Madden could have like had a heart attack, I guess, is the worst thing that would have happened to him. Um, mm-hmm. So the next thing that happened, Barry Sanders graces the cover in, cover in the year 2000. Good player. Gangster but boy. Barry Sanders retired 
and did not play it down that year. So really, Dorsey Levens would eventually take over like the re-release cover. Um, so that's pretty pretty weird already. Um, yeah. But so he played Dorsey Levens played for the Packers, and after back-to-back Super Bowl trips, him and the Packers failed to make the playoffs and he hurt his knee and also was just never the same again. Um, so, so he was just the replacement yet this curse still took him over. Yeah. The, the, the game kind of experienced a curse when Sanders retired and then yeah. the, his replacement kind of took the, the brunt of it. Um, gotcha. And I, I won't go too into detail about it, but 2001, Eddie George, uh, same deal, injury, never the same. Uh, 2002, Dante Culpepper, same deal, uh, injury, season-ending knee injury, and, and mm. never the same. Marshall Falk, who's like an all-time great running back, um, or should have been, I guess, Uh was never the same. Like he was like smashing <laughs> records and this is 2003 and he was never the same afterwards. Michael Vick in 2004. What happened uh, to him? <laughs> man, <laughs> let me tell you, he broke his fibula <laughs> that season. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. And then if, if you follow the lore, he also went to prison later on in life for dog fighting, which is very cool. That's um, pretty cool. It's pretty epic. Now, 2005, because, I mean, that's like, we're already five straight years into this thing. Of yeah, people that's crazy. Getting fucked on. So, 2005 is Ray Lewis, um, played for the Baltimore Ravens, a couple of Super Bowls in his, under his belt, also a murder. Um, uh, we would, makes you allegedly, like allegedly, he was not convicted. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no football he, player is, man. He was well, under trial. Except for Aaron Hernandez. Um, so he was on the cover in 2005. Um, his stats, like this one's kind of a stretch. He So he broke his wrist like really early, but he only missed one game. So that one's mm. not like a huge deal. His stats did take a dip, but he also had a broken wrist. Um, well, that's and part he of had, the curse. Yeah, and for the first time in his in his career, he had no interceptions. Um, and then the Ravens missed the playoffs, so it kind of mm. got him. Um, but Some the next season, yeah, the next season he missed ten games with a thigh injury. Oh, okay. The curse so took then, a little bit. Yeah, it took a little bit to kick in. Yeah, and that, that's actually the case with a few of these. Like they'll come in like the next year, they'll they'll like just never have good shit happen to them ever again. And then old <laughs> Donovan McNabb uh, was the cover star in 06 from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was, I mean, one of the best quarterbacks in the league without question. Um, mm-hmm. And he led to the Eagles to the playoffs like every season. His first game of the season, he uh, got a sports hernia. And then had an extremely public uh, falling out with uh, wide receiver Terrell Owens, who is... Public falling out, huh? It was extremely rough and and, (laughs) and very, very brutal. Um, Oh, no. That's not good. He never made the Pro Bowl after that, ever again. So you're saying he was he was all star status, doing amazing, top of the line, and then as soon as he gets on the cover, he all this shit happens. 
Yeah, basically. Mm, and then 07, Sean Alexander uh, played for the Seahawks. Really great wide receiver. Same shit. Vince Young. Uh, Vince Young was actually a replacement because LaDainian Tomlinson, um, who was a great running back for the Chargers, was supposed to be on the cover. And then literally San Diego Chargers fans were like, no, please, for the love of God, don't do it. This is not worth it. And so LaDainian Tomlinson pulled out and they gave it to Vince Young, um, who... (laughs) was a great college quarterback at the University of Texas and then had a very, very solid rookie year. Um, and and they gave him the cover. Um, but then he injured his quad and he missed one game that season. So that's not like bad. Yeah. He eventually, I don't know, he had some mental struggles. He would end up on suicide watch, quit, his, uh, quit on the team, um, and apparently lost a lot of respect for his teammates. Uh, and then he eventually just kind of became a backup in the league and never really did anything else. Yeah. So we're we're years straight now, right? We're basically yeah, almost a decade crazy. into this thing of people f- getting shit. So Brett Favre is supposed to break this curse because Brett oh. Favre in two thousand and I guess two thousand Madden oh nine the two thousand eight season, uh, Brett Favre retired. He had a very, like, the Packers were like, you're old and we want to go with Aaron Rodgers. So Good call. It's all you good. Know. I like both of them, but yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so they, they, Brett Favre was going to just retire. Um, yeah. He ended up being traded to the Jets instead. Oh. And uh, That's your exit team. Brett Favre would have a bicep injury and play like shit for the last they lost four of their <laughs> oh, last no. five games and uh which Brett Favre obviously would go to the Vikings and play a little bit better but his, his Jets time wasn't great yeah so that didn't break it even though you figure a retiree would be like a sure thing so that's unfortunate mm-hmm. for them we moved to 2010 we're yeah we're in the 2010s baby for the first time ever they're putting two people on the cover of Madden. Oh my God! So Super Bowl Forty Three happened. Um, it was the Steelers and the Cardinals. So uh, who else do they put on the cover but Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald? And they were like, "This will break the curse, right?" Kinda question mark because Troy <laughs> Polamalu um, would have an injury and. He'd have several injuries and just miss a lot of time. Larry Fitzgerald actually had a pretty good season. Um, he had a playoff run. He had a, he, he did get an injury in the playoffs, but he had, he had a great season, good run. Um, yeah. And, you know, Troy Polamalu did not. And okay. then we get to Drew Brees here in 2011. Great season. Like, we're breaking the curse with Drew Brees. My guy, oh, yeah. great year. They're like – but the Saints had to play in the wild card um, against the Seahawks. <laughs> and the, uh, the Seahawks were the only team in NFL history at the time to make the playoffs with a, with a losing record. So <laughs> fucking sure thing Drew Brees is going to close this thing up. Yeah. But if you, if you know anything about football or – I guess Marshawn Lynch in particular. This is the game where <laughs> where fucking beast mode was born, and the Seahawks beat the uh, the the Saints and 
it struck again. Not necessarily with an injury or anything, yeah. but an embarrassing an loss. Yeah, yeah, very embarrassing loss in the playoffs. And so that's like years straight. Like so we're we're like a, over a decade into this shit of most of the time people being hurt or injured. Um recently there's been some some success as far as like not you know getting killed by a video game cover and Tom Brady a few years back was on the cover I think it was like it might have been 16 or 17 I can't remember which one Um, Tom Brady was on the cover by himself when he was with the Patriots he had a great year broke the curse Um, Patrick Mahomes was on the cover and he won the Super Bowl. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't it's you don't really do better than that. You but just he took win. a little injury. You know, he, he did. Get, he did. He did get an injury, but you know, you know, Super yeah. Bowl. It worked Super out. Bowl, it worked out. I'd yeah, say. Yeah. And then Lamar Jackson was the cover of last year's, and he yep. he he did experience some setbacks throughout the not year. Not a good season. Yeah, not a good but season. But he fi- at all. he he finished strong, and yeah, I think you yeah. you could argue he didn't like. I mean, it wasn't a curse. I guess it'll depend on what his next season looks like. And then this mm-hmm. next year, it's Tom Brady and Mahomes again. Uh, I don't know. Both. That's for the VIP or the whatever MVP version, though. I don't. I don't think they announced who's going to be on the main cover, did they? Um, you know, I guess I didn't see. I didn't know. Um, yeah, but still, yeah. Yeah, but so that we know for sure they're going to be on a cover. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they just do it again because Tom Brady, for some reason, can't do anything wrong, and neither can Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. So some people uh, are blessed, and that outweighs a curse. Dude, that's basically it. So, and that's that's the Madden curse. It's a it's a it's a yeah. devastating creature, and you know you see guys who, you know, it, it you see it a lot of the time with the players, and it's almost like an every year thing where they're like, oh, you're on the Madden cover. Do you you know how do you feel about the Madden curse? And they're like, bro, have you seen my game? There's no way that I'm gonna mm-hmm. be fucking, you know fucked up by this curse and then they're injured or whatever and they're like damn okay yeah whatever and then they just sulk about it and move on and probably never have a career after that so it's (laughs) it's a like obviously it's not like it's not like real right oh yeah i was gonna ask you do do you legitimately think there's a little bit of cadence to to such a curse uh i don't i don't think so i just think you know obviously if you're a uh, if you're a Madden cover star, aside from defensive players like Ray Lewis and right. Troy Polamalu, you are you have the ball in your hands a lot. So if right. you're a wide receiver, you're getting the ball thrown to you. You're prone to get hit. If you're a running back, you're getting the hands off, handoffs all the time. You're going to get hit. If you're the quarterback and you're a good quarterback, you're going to have the ball in your hands. You're going to get hit. So it just makes sense, especially after like Vince Young, for example, young player great season okay well now we know to target ray or vince young because he's a really good player so we're gonna we're gonna yeah. get vince young and I, so I think it's i think it's just a build-up of strategy realizing you need to key in on a certain guy or figuring mm-hmm. out how he mm-hmm. plays but and then you have players who are like mahomes or brady who just transcend like the world and <laughs> how it should work so, and I, you know yeah so I, same, I, don't, I don't I don't believe in it. I I think it's just yeah, I just think it works out. 
in the same vein as what you just said. Uh, also, you would, except for Patrick Mahomes and probably a few more that I just can't think of at the top of my head. Whenever you're thinking about uh, covers to Madden, those are people that have been around the block. They've reached their status because of their excellence and um, because of their experiences. They're probably at a, a specific age where they might, you know, think they're better than some so maybe they'll do some stupider shit like uh let's put michael vick on the spot on that one because i'm because i'm thinking more like like you said if it's like an injury like they, they're they're going to be targeted more because they're a star player they need to be targeted more um blah 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 so there's there's reason for that but like the people that had problems at home you know outside of the game uh they, there's reason behind that just because you know that there's Got the their britches are full, dude. They're fucking. They're on the cover of Madden. They're all MVPs for sure, at least, or at least they have Super Bowls. You know, they're big boys. I bet that just kind of it, it's correlation. I don't think it's causation, or and I also don't think I, I don't think I believe in the curse. But yeah, I will it, say it's, a, it, it's weird though. It is a little yeah, weird it, sometimes. It's got a very. It's just it's got a high success rate. Um, but right. no, yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's like a real thing at all. My, I think the best one is. Uh, uh, Adrian, well, I remember, I think it was Madden 25, which I think was the same year as Madden 14 came out. I could be wrong about that. Um, so Barry Sanders was on the cover of Mary, uh, Madden 25, and he's retired, so like we're in the clear there. Nothing's right, going right. to happen to Barry Sanders on the football field, so that's great. And then they had Adrian Peterson on the next-gen covers, because that's when the PS4 and PS5s got their first... Or PS4 and Xbox One, excuse me, got their first uh, Madden edition, like, exclusively. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adrian Peterson was like, yeah, dog, I hit my son with a fucking stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, Mr. Peterson, that's probably not healthy. Yeah. So, and then he he legitimately wasn't the same after that. So, the it sometimes it just sometimes if you fucking get a little too big for your britches and you do some dumb shit. Exactly. Just do some dumb shit. You don't think things clearly. You think you're too good for it. Yeah. yeah. But then you find out that you're a little bitch. Yeah, you're just a little bitch ass. Yeah. Um, you're that well, Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he what doesn't do you do I don't want him. No, please. No, he's probably going to hunt us. He'll fucking kill he you. Won't, he won't actually kill me. He's not like a murderer or anything. But <laughs> No, no. Not even he trial. He's huge. He's just a big boy. Yeah. Great yeah. player, actually. Well, no, that's very interesting. I, I definitely find interest in that. I like, you know, I'm a big football boy. Um, I didn't get into it until late game. I, so, I mean, I have like, you know, Madden from probably like 14 and on but prior to that i wouldn't have known anything except for madden like oh two because i'd play classic but i didn't know any like because i like to play the classics growing up too but i never really like i never followed them or anything like that and i didn't hear about this i didn't know about the curse really until like in like late high school early college and then i kind of looked into it and i thought it was pretty interesting um, cause yeah, like you said, it has kind of a decently, a decent sized, uh, success rate and that's pretty, that's interesting, but it's a game where people are being thrown at each other at all times. So there's bound to be an injury or two, you know? Yeah. It's strategy. And if you're a key person, uh, you're, you're just going to get hit. Like that's all there is to it. And you know, especially if a guy like, you know, who's 300 pounds, but it's like all muscle fucking, 
wants to hurt you, he's probably just going to hurt you. He's going <laughs> to so cook you. There's yeah. a whole lot you can do about it. Yeah. I was also incorrect. You were you were right. It is Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes just for the cover. I thought that was the MVP, ber- MVP version, but it's just the normal cover. So Indeed. They're going to they're gonna make four versions of that game, and yes. there's zero reason for it. Shout out to Madden and EA. <laughs> Dude, they just don't know how to make a fucking game anymore. How about you just make the same formula over and over again? I just can't stand... I don't know how they do that. Like, it's literally the exact same copy and paste. At least throw some different game modes yeah. or something, or... I don't no, know. There, there's, there's no different game modes. The only advantage to the new game every year, and I'm, I'm guilty of this with, like, NBA 2K, is mm-hmm. just the fact that, like, the next year's rookie class is there. Right, and that's true. I... I feel like, and like because they like put out a game every year. Like if if you if you are like actually play games, you know like it takes years to make a really good game. Right, right. So if you're putting out a game every year, there's zero room for like actual improvement, and right. so they just they just make well, the same game with explain a few Call extra of guys. Duty then. Well, that they all suck. Hot take. <laughs> Um, they literally just get better and better every single year. No fucking Dude, exception. I can't wait to play zombies with Richard Nixon for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I like Call of Duty, but it's it, like you said, it's it's one hundred percent the same thing. But people like that though. People like the same formula, different skins. Um, but it just gets harder with football and stuff because get in a specific given year very few changes could happen um or those same changes could happen in any madden game you could possibly have just because you could change the rosters whenever you want um so he, yeah, i don't know it, it, i don't know yeah it's I've fun I have, you I have fun i've always thought that they should just like which obviously they would never do it because i mean why would you not make the extra money that you're gonna yeah, make. Yeah, they crank but, it out. Uh, you could, if you cared at all about your people, they don't. Uh, just you know, send out a like a, a, an, a like a DLC. So you just have a base game, and yeah. then every year release a DLC for like the next year's roster, and then just but, keep updating it as they go. Yeah, but they're like they're like graphics. Or, and- or you you will just pay seventy dollars, and I'm like, okay, that's fair. Thank you. Most people Thank just, you so most much. people just say okay, and they just yeah, they just go for it. Yeah, but I want to play as Lamelo Ball. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I do have Madden Twenty One. I do have that one, so I can't be all against it. Dude, are you gonna buy Madden Twenty Two? No. <laughs> I only got exactly. <laughs> I only got Madden Twenty One because uh, uh, my mom got it for me for my birthday. And so it's not like I specifically went out. And I also got Mad Mad 19 as well, um, starring, I think it was Juju Schuster. Antonio Brown. Was that Antonio Brown? Didn't one of them have Juju? I don't think Juju has been on the cover. I could be wrong. Huh. Let me look it up really quick. Anyway, yeah, you, no, yeah, you're right. It was Antonio. I guess it's just the Steelers, and I just got all weird. I don't know. I'm stupid. I'm literally fucking well, idiot. Well, it's that's because uh, Antonio Brown was like, I'm gonna go crazy after I get on the cover of Madden. <laughs> he even looks crazy on the cover of Madden as it is. <laughs> he looks weird. Yeah, he's my guy's a psycho. Yeah, dude, decent player. Anyway, um, had that one because it was also a gift. So you know, I probably wouldn't spend money on it, but I, I like him as gifts. So I yeah, take it. I like a good game of football. All right, everybody. 
get Andrew fucking Madden 22 for his birthday or we're going to stop doing the podcast. <laughs> Better yet. Uh, how about just Madden sponsor us? EA, what's up? Dude, I know, uh, I, just, yeah, I, I, know I just talked some <laughs> shit, but... <laughs> it's with love. It's with love. I will support your game if you literally just give I us will, copious amounts of money. Yeah, I honestly play you, it. Yeah, you give me just any amount of money and I will exclusively <laughs> like I'll quit my job yeah. and I will stream Madden 22 Dude, yeah. on Twitch I, for 24 yeah, we'll become, hours a day we'll become we'll become Twitch streamers for you EA yeah. sounds pretty good give me, like, give me like 50k we'll do it I'll do it for 50k I'll do yeah. it for sure, for sure. plus we're, we're yeah. funny boys we have an audience we, we make you some shmoney yeah Come on, man. Pussies. Yeah. yeah, you little... Ooh, that wasn't very progressive of you, bro. What do you mean? What, what does I pussies mean, indicate? Dude, that is fair. It's a cat. <laughs> Cats are strong. All right. Uh-huh. So that was pretty cool. Um, I liked how you went the curse route. That's a pretty That's a pretty spooky, spooky boy one. Dude, that's um, what I was thinking. I had to get something spooky in there for you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. I have one that's particularly spooky and it might give you some goosebumps. I'm going to read it in a really epic voice. It is kind of long and you probably heard of it. A lot of people probably have, but like I said, it is kind of long. I might have to cut it off because I don't know how fast I'll read it. Um, and I, I'm going to read it verbatim. This is basically a Reddit post about a game that he swears to God is, is a true story. Okay. Dies on the hill okay. saying this is this is not creepy pasta it is he 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 said he was genuinely scared for his safety and his well-being depended on all this so you ready that's i mean i'm i'm here for it i'm spooked out all right yeah all right so go ahead as per andrew tradition go ahead and get nice and cozy light a candle all right and if you're in a legal state smoke some kush to the dome get there and then let's just let's take it there all right let's take it to a spooky take some take some gummies let's take some gummies let's go this is called ben drowned this is about a cursed haunted majora's mask zelda the majora's mask video game um i will say real quick zelda is one of my favorite actually is my favorite game series of all time i've played almost all of them i think i've missed a couple um I'm playing right now actually through Ocarina of Time with my, my girlfriend and we're having a good time. Um, anyway, just a little thing about That's me. Tremendous. So I, I, I chose this one because it's spooky. It's Zelda. It's right on my alley. So let's get it. All right. So a quick synopsis, uh, Ben Drowned or Haunted Majora's Masks is a well-known creepypasta, even though the guy says it's not. Um, uh, it's, it's written by uh, Alex Hall. Um, or known as Jaducible on Reddit. Uh, the story resolves... I'm sorry. The story revolves around a Majora's Mask cartridge that is haunted by the ghost, if it is a ghost, of a boy named Ben. Analysis and updates on a possible addition to the story from the original author can be found on his wiki page. So let's get started. So this is his first post. This was posted on Reddit in September 7th, 2010. Um, Judicible says okay i need your help with this this is not copy pasta this is a long read but i feel like my safety or well-being could very well depend on this this video game related specifically majora's mask and 
this is the creepiest shit that has ever happened to me in my entire life. Having said that, I recently moved into my dorm room starting as a sophomore in college and a friend of mine gave me his old Nintendo 64 to play. I was stoked to say the least. I could finally play all those old games of my youth that I hadn't touched in at least a decade. His Nintendo 64 came with one yellow controller and a rather shoddy copy of Super Smash Bros. And while beggars can't be choosers, needless to say, it didn't take long until I became bored of beating up level 9 CPUs. That weekend, I decided to drive around a few neighborhoods to f- about 20 minutes or so off campus, hitting up the local garage sales, hoping to score some good deals from ignorant parents. I ended up picking up a copy of Pokemon Stadium, GoldenEye, fuck yeah, F-Zero, and two other controllers for $2. Satisfied, I began to that's, drive out... I to say GoldenEye for a couple bucks. Not bad. Dude, he, that's why he said, after GoldenEye, in parentheses, he said, fuck yeah. Oh, I, I thought you said, fuck yeah. That's tremendous. No, that's, literally, he wrote down, fuck yeah. Like, he knows the deal. <laughs> Two bucks for all that? That's amazing. That's a that's a. Bu- I mean, this is in 2010, so you know, still, that's yeah, a great fair. deal. Yeah, interrupt me at any point because this is a long read, so I'm just gonna crank it. Uh, satisfied, I began to drive uh, out of the neighborhood when at one last house caught my attention. I still have no idea why it did. There were no cars there and only one table was set up with a random junk on it, but something sort of drew me there. I usually trust my gut on these things, so I got out of the car and I was greeted by an old man. His outward appearance was, for lack of a better word, displeasing. It was odd. If you ask me to tell you why I thought he was displeasing, I couldn't really pinpoint anything. There was just something about him that put me on edge. I can't explain it. All I can tell you is that if it, if it wasn't in the middle of the afternoon and there were other people within shouting distance, I wouldn't have even thought about approaching this man. <laughs> I mean, they have a fucking gun drawn, and he's like, I don't know what it is. This guy's fucking freaking me out. <laughs> He's got a machete. Man. He's a machete. <laughs> yeah, he's got a scar across his face. He's like, I just can't tell. I'm not usually like a baby about this kind of stuff, but yeah. he's kind of freaking me out. He's freaking me out. He flashed a crooked smile at me and asked what I was looking for. And immediately I noticed that he must be blind in one of his eyes. His right eye had that glazed over look about it. I forced myself to look to his left eye instead, trying not to offend and asked him if he had any old video games. I was already wondering how I could politely excuse myself from the situation when he would tell me he had no idea what a video game was. But to my surprise, he said he had a few in in an old box. He assured me that he'd been he'd be back in a jiffy and turned his head back to the garage. As I watched him hobble away, I couldn't help but notice what he was selling on his table. Littered across the table were rather peculiar paintings, various artworks that looked like ink blots with like psychiatrists might show you. Curious, I looked through them. It was obvious why no one was visiting this guy's garage sale. These weren't exactly aesthetically pleasing. As I came to the last one, for some reason, it looked almost like Majora's Mask. The same heart-shaped body with the little spikes protruding outward. Uh, initially, I just thought that since it, I was secretly hoping to find that game at these garage sales, some Freudian bullshit was projecting itself into the ink blots. But given the events that happened afterwards, I'm not so sure now. I should have asked the man about it. I wish I would have asked the man about it. After staring at the Majora-shaped blot, I looked up at the old man. I looked up, and the old man was suddenly there again, arms length in front of me, smiling at me. I'll admit it. I jumped out of reflex, and I laughed nervously as he handed me a Nintendo 64 cartridge. It was the standard gray color, except that someone had written Majora's on the back with permanent marker. I got butterflies in my stomach as I realized what a coincidence this was and I asked him how much he wanted for it. The old man smiled to me and he told me that I could have it for free. That it used to belong to this kid that was about my age. He didn't live here anymore. There was something weird about how the man phrased it, but I didn't really pay any attention to that. Then, I was too cut up not only finding this game but getting it for free. 
I reminded myself to be a bit skeptical since this looked pretty... Uh, I'm sorry. I reminded myself to be a bit skeptical since this looked like a pretty shady cartridge and there's no guarantee it would work. But then the optimist inside me interjected that maybe it was some kind of beta version or pirated version of the game and that was that was all I needed to get back on the cloud nine. I thanked the man and the man smiled at me and wished me well saying, goodbye then. At least that's what it sounded like to me. Ooh, that, that's a foreshadow. All the way. That's what we in call the, the business of teas. That's a little teas. All the way in the car ride home, I had a nagging doubt that the man had said something else. My fears were confirmed when I booted up the game. To my surprise, it worked just fine, and there was one saved file, simply named Ben. Goodbye, Ben. He was saying goodbye, Ben. I felt bad for the man. Obviously, a grandparent, and obviously going senile. And I, for some reason or another, reminded him of his grandson, Ben. Out of curiosity, I looked at the save file, eyeballing it. I could tell that he was pretty far in the game. He had almost all of the masks and three-fourth remains of the boxes. I noticed that he had used an owl statue to save his game and was on day three and by the stone tower temple with hardly an hour left before the moon would crash. I remember thinking that it was a shame that he had come so close to beating the game but never finished it. I made a new file named Link out of tradition and started the game, ready to relive, relive my childhood. For such a shady-looking game cartridge, it, I was impressed with how smoothly it ran. Literally just like retail copy of the game. Uh, literally just like a retail copy of the game save for a few minor hiccups here and there, like textures being where they shouldn't be and random flashes of cutscenes at odd interv- intervals, but nothing too bad. However, the only thing, I found it a little unnerving that at times the NPCs would call me Link and at other times they would call me Ben. I figured it was just a big fluke. Uh, like in the programming causing our files to get mixed up or something. It did kind of creep me out, though, after a while. And it was around after I had beaten the uh, Woodfall Temple that I regrettably went into the save file and deleted Bin. I had intended to preserve the file just out of respect for the game's original owner. It's not like I needed two files anyway. Hoping that uh, that would solve the problem. It did not. Now, NPCs wouldn't call me anything. There, uh, Where my name should be in the dialogue, there was just a blank space. My save file was still named Link though. Frustrated, and with homework to do, I put the game down for a day. I started playing the game again last night, getting the lens of truth and working my way towards completing the Snowhead Temple. Now, some of you more hardcore Majora's Mask players know about the fourth day glitch. For those who, uh, for those who don't, you can Google it, but the gist of it is that right as the clock is about to hit zero on the final day, you talk to the astronomer and look through the telescope. If at the if you time it right, the countdown disappears and you essentially have another day to finish uh, whatever you're doing. Deciding to do the glitch to try and finish the Snowhead Temple, I happened to get it right on the first try and then the time counter at the bottom disappeared. Real quick, um, this is Andrew talking, not the story talking. Uh, in Majora's Mask, you, you basically have to like, you, you're timed to finish the story. Like there's a story mode and you have to finish the story. Uh, and there's there's basically a clock at the bottom that you just have to be, beat it in that. There's ways that you can like reverse time and like pause time, blah, blah, blah. But he's just, this is just referring to, you can basically cheat or glitch and get an extra day free to kind of finish your tasks. Mm. <laughs> but now he's saying that he did this glitch and then there was no time anymore, which is not right. However, when I pressed the B to exit the telescope, instead of being greeted by an astronomer, I find myself in the Majora boss fight room at the end of the game. 
Staring at Skull Kid hovering above me, there was no sound, just him floating in the air above me, and the background music which was regular for the area, but still creepy. Immediately my my palms began to sweat. This was definitely not normal. Skull Kid never appeared here. I tried moving around the area, and no matter where I went, Skull Kid would always be facing me, looking at me, not saying anything. Nothing would happen, though, and this kept up for around 60 seconds. I thought the game had bugged out or something, but I was beginning to doubt that very much. I was about to reach... For the reset button, when text appeared on my screen. You're not sure why, but you apparently had reservation. I instantly recognized that text. You get that message when you get to the room, uh, when you get the room key from Anju at the Stockpot Inn. But why was it playing here? I refused to entertain the notion that it was almost as if the game was trying to communicate with me. I started to navigate the room again, testing to see if that was some sort of trigger that enabled me to react or to interact with something here. Then I realized how stupid I was. To even think that someone could program a game like this is absurd. Sure enough, 15 seconds later, another message appeared on the screen. And again, like the first one, it was already pre-existing phrase. Go to the lair of the temple's boss. Yes or no. I paused for a second, contemplating what I should press and how the game would react. When I realized I couldn't select no, taking a deep breath, I pressed yes, and the screen faded to white. With the words, dawn of a new day, the subtext... There was just like, uh, the subtext is six lines. There's no words, just six lines beneath it. Where I was ported to filled me with the most intense sense of dread and impending fear I had ever experienced. The only way I can describe the way I felt is having this feeling of inexplicable depression on a profound scale. I am normally not a depressed person, but the way I felt here was, uh, was a feeling that I didn't even know existed. It was such a twisted, powerful presence that seemed to wash over me. I appeared in some kind of weird Twilight Zone version of Clock Town. I walked out of the Clock Tower as you would normally uh, when you start from day one, only to find that all of the inhabitants were gone. Usually with the fourth day glitch, you can still find the guards and the dog that runs around outside the tower. This time they were all gone. Where replaced them was an ominous feeling that there was something out there. Um, in the same area as me and that was watching me. I had four hearts to my name and a hero's bow. But at this point, I wasn't even considered. Uh, at this point, I wasn't even considered for my avatar. I felt that I personally was in some kind of danger. Perhaps the most chilling thing was the music. It was the song of healing, ripped straight out of the game itself, but played in reverse. The music would get louder, building up, so if you uh, should expect something to pop out at you, but nothing ever did, and the constant loop began to wear in my mental state. Every now and then, I would hear the faint laugh of the happy mask salesman in the black background. Just quiet enough so that I wasn't sure if I was just hearing things, but just loud enough to keep me determined to find them. I looked in all four zones of Clocktown only to find nothing, no one. Textures were missing, West Clocktown had me walking on air, the entire area felt just broken, hopelessly broken. As the reverse song of healing repeated for what must have been the 50th time, I just remembered, I just remembered standing in the middle of South Clocktown realizing that I had never felt so alone in a video game before. As I walked through the ghost town, I don't know whether it was a combination of a cutout, cut-out-of-place textures and the atmosphere of the haunting melody of the once peaceful and soothing song being butchered and distorted, but I was literally on the verge of tears and I had no idea why. I hardly, even cr- I hardly ever cry. Something had gripped me here in this powerful sense of depression that is both foreign and crippling. I tried leaving Clocktown, but every time I attempted to zone out, the screen would fade black and I would just zone to another part of Clocktown. I tried playing my ocarina. I wanted to escape and I did not want to be here, but every time I played the song of time, the song 
or the song of soaring, I would only, it would only say, your notes echo far, but nothing happens. By this point, it was obvious that the game didn't want me to leave, but I had no idea why it was keeping me here. I didn't want to go inside the buildings. I felt that it would be too, I would be too vulnerable there to whatever I was terrified of. I don't know why, but I came up with the idea that maybe I drowned myself, that if I drowned myself at the laundry pool, I could spawn somewhere else and leave this place. As I zoned out, I ran towards the pool. That's when it happened. Linked grabbed his head and the screen flashed for a brief moment of the happy mask salesman smiling at me, smiling at me, not Link, me with the school kids screaming, playing in the background. And when the screen turned, I was staring at the Link statue from the, uh, from playing the song of Elegy of Emptiness. I screamed as the thing just stared back at me with that haunting facial expression. I turned around and ran out back into South Clocktown. And to my horror, the fucking statue followed me in the only way I can compare to the weeping angels from Doctor Who. Every so often at random intervals, the animation would play of the statue appearing behind me. It was, as if, it was as if the thing was chasing me, or I didn't even want to fucking say it, haunting me. By this point, I was on the verge of hysterics, but not... E- not even once did the thought of turning off the console occur to me. I don't know why. I was just so wrapped up in it. The terror felt so real. I tried to shake the statue, but it would literally appear right behind me every single time. Link started to begin to make weird animations I had never seen him do before. He would flail his arms around or spasm randomly, and the screen would cut to the happy mask salesman, smiling again for a brief moment before I was face-to-face with the fucking statue again. I ended up running into a Swordmaster's dojo and ran to the back. I don't know why, but in my panic, I just wanted some kind of assurance that I'm not alone here. To my dismay I found not no one but as I turned to leave the stat but as I turned to leave the statue cornered me in the cubby in the back I tried attacking the statue with my sword but to no avail confused and backed into the corner I just stared at the statue waiting for it to kill me suddenly the screen flashed again to the happy mask salesman and link turned to face my screen standing upright mirroring the statue looking uh, along with his copy literally staring at me whatever was left of the fourth wall was completely shattered while I ran out of the dojo terrified suddenly the game warped me to an underground tunnel and the reverse song of healing queued up again and as i uh, as i was given a brief moment of rest before the statue started appearing behind me again this time aggressively i could only take a few steps before it would summon behind me again i hurriedly i hurriedly made my way out of the tunnel and appeared in southern clock town as i as i ran aimlessly in a sheer panic suddenly i read a redead screamed and the screen faded to black as a dawn of a new day and then the uh, like the seven or eight lines text appeared again the screen faded in and i was standing on top of the clock tower with school t- school kid hovering over me again silent i looked up at the moon and it was black looming just meters above my head but the school kid just stared at me with hauntingly with that fucking mask a new song was playing the stone towers temple theme played in reverse and some sort of desperate attempt i equipped my bow and fired off a shot at the school kid and it actually hit him and it played an animation of him reeling back i fired again on the third arrow and the text box appeared saying that won't do you any good he <laughs> he and i was picked up off the ground levitated upwards on my back and then link screamed as he burst into flames instantly killing him uh okay yeah uh shit i jumped when this happened i had never seen this move used by anyone in the game and skull kid himself didn't have any moves as the death screen played my lifeless body still burning the skull kid laughed and the screen faded to black only to have me reappear in the same place i decided to charge him but the same thing happened link's body was lifted off the ground by some unknown force and he immediately burst into flames again killing him this 
This time during the death screen, the faint sounds of the reverse song of healing could be heard. On my third and final try, I noticed that there was no music playing this time. That all all there was was eerie silence. I remembered that in the original encounter with Skull Kid, you were supposed to use your ocarina to either travel back in time or summon the giants. I attempted to play the song of time, but before I could hit the last note, Link's body once again horrifically exploded into flames and he died. As the death screen neared its end, it began to chug as if the cartridge was trying to process a lot of something. When the screen came to, it was the same scene as the first three times, except this time Link was lying on the ground in a dead position I had never seen in the game before. His head tilted toward the camera with Skull Kid floating above him. I couldn't move. I couldn't press any buttons. All I could do was just stare at Link's dead body. After around 30 seconds of this, the game simply fades out with the message, You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Before kicking you out of the title screen. To the title screen. Upon getting back to the title screen and starting again, I noticed my save file was no longer there. Instead of Link, it was replaced with your turn, your turn. You had three hearts, zero mask, and no items. I selected your turn, and immediately when I did, I was returned to the clock tower rooftop scene of my Link of my link dead and the skull kid hovering over the skull kids laughing looping over and over again i quickly hit the reset button on the nintendo 64 and when the game booted up again there was one save file added below your turn it was titled ben ben's save file is right back where it was before i deleted it at the stone tower temple with the moon almost crushing i turned the game off at that point i'm not superstitious but this is way too fucked up even for me I haven't played it at all today. Hell, I don't. I didn't get any sleep last night. I keep hearing the reverse song of healing music in my head and just remembering the sense of dread I feel exploring Clocktown. I drove back to the old man's house today to ask him of some questions of the buddy of mine. No way I was going there alone. Only to find that there's a for sale sign in the front yard. And when I rang the doorbell, no one was home. So now I'm back... Uh, here writing down the rest of my thoughts and recording what happened sorry if some of uh some of this has grammatic grammatical errors and whatnot i'm running on no sleep here i'm terrified of this game even more so now that i relived it a second time writing this all down but i feel like there's still more to them than meets the eye and that's just something and that's and that there's something calling me to investigate this further i think ben is something in this equation but i don't know what and if i could get a hold of the old man then I would be able to find some answers. I need another day or so to recuperate before tracking, uh, tackling this game again. It's already taken a toll on my sanity, I feel like. But next time I do this, I'm going to be recording my footage all the way through. The idea, the idea to record only came to me towards the end, so you can see the last few minutes of what I saw, including Skull Kid and the Elegy statue, but it's on YouTube here. Then he provides a link. I'm going to stay in this thread for a little while longer before I fall asleep to answer any questions you guys might have or hopefully listen to your ideas or theories to help me shed some light on this uh, on this, or maybe things I should try to do. I think I'm going to play Ben's file tomorrow to see what happens. Maybe I was supposed to do that all along. I don't believe in paranormal shit, but this is just a little fucked up. But maybe this Ben guy is just a really good hacker or programmer. I don't want to think about the alternatives if he isn't. That's the end of uh, this copy pot paste. I'm hoping that maybe... This is some kind of running gag and the developers had and the other people have gotten gag or hacked copies of the game like this. This just really scares me. Okay, so that is the first post. He posted that um, September 7th, 2010, like I said. He posts five times. So he posts the 7th, the 8th, 
uh, in September. He posted September 7th. He posted September 8th, September 10th, September 12th, and the 15th. Now, I'm not going to read all this post because, like I said, this is a very long post. Um, I noticed itself. he skipped 9-11. You, you noticed that? I just want to throw that out there. You did. You didn't play on 9-11. That's a fact. That's a good note. That's a good find. Um... <laughs> I didn't look up the YouTube video either. I'm sure it's very... I can see like a pro, the thumbnail picture and yeah, the file is named Your Turn um, with a zero everything in it. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of reading to go on here. And like I said, I, I would love to read it all, but I think that would run us well, well past our time. Um, so I think that was just a fun little way to tease and I don't have to go into full detail. If you want to read more about it, go to creepypasta.fandom.com or you can just Google... Uh, uh, what is that? What did I call it? Ben, Ben drowned. And I guarantee it'll pop up. Um, I can just read like a few other things. I can maybe read the last one. It's pretty yeah. small. Maybe. I'm here for it. Let me see. I'm here for the spooky times. Uh, Let's get it. I'm trying to, there's like a clever bot thing. He, he, do you remember clever bot? I do remember Cleverbot. He speaks to Cleverbot about it. I think at some point he starts talking to Ben through Cleverbot. Oh, that's creepy. I don't like that. Hold on. Yeah, he's claiming now. He said he starts to document. He he starts he first writes these like uh, like you know just like a normal uh, Reddit post. Then he starts to do. Uh, I'm talking about the writer of the the whole document here and then he like uh, the, sub- the september 8th document he starts to just write stuff in increments of time so he says like 1048 blah 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 to uh, 1121 blah 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 you know stuff like that um at some point he goes and talks to the neighbor that weird old guy that sold on the game and then at some point he said my computer just on its own opened up a text document and wrote the words hi and www.cleverbot.com by itself I went to the website. It's one of those bot chatting programs. I think it's best if I just left the conversation to speak for itself. So I'll just read that really quick. And then I'll leave you with that. And then you can kind of, then you, you guys can read it if, you, if you'd like to, if you want to keep getting spooked. It, it's a pretty spooky story. So basically I will refer to the guy as user and Cleverbot is Cleverbot. So he says, user says, hello. Hello. Who is this and how are you able to control my computer? Who am I? Right, forgot, you're a bot. Do you really think that? I know whoever's fucking with my computer can see my screen right now. Yes. Yeah, and I'll wager that you're one of those IT kids who thinks he's tough shit. You know what you're doing right now is illegal, right? Is it? No shit. Are you familiar with HTE terms, invasion of privacy? Get the fuck off my computer, kid. I am your computer. Cool story. Anyway, I'm calling DPS. You picked a bad time to fuck with me, kid. Should I wait until you play the game again? What? The game. Majora's Mask? Yes. How did you know about that? Because. Because what? I did it. What? I played with you. What the fuck? Were you scared? Who the fuck is this? Ben. The statue? You're inside my computer how? Or no, you're inside my computer now? Yes. How? You connected me. How the hell did I connect you? Cables and cords. How? Tell me about yourself. What? Tell me about yourself. What do you mean? What is it that really scares you? What the fuck? Answer. No. 
answer. What the fuck? How do you, how the fuck do you just open that by yourself? I am your computer now. How much can you control? All. What do you want from me? To entertain. You're stuck inside there. You can't hurt me. Ha. Question mark. Go play. No, you can't hurt me. Took you longer to type that. So? You're not sure. If you're so powerful, why use a ridiculous website like this to chat with me? Less messy. More structured. Fun. Fun. Yes, tradition. I like it. You think that's it's funny? Amusing. And my notes? You may write them down. Why are you letting me? It is amusing to see what you think of me. And then the window closes. So anyway, that's what he claims. He, he talked to Cleverbot in very constructed sentences, even though the Cleverbot claimed to be Ben. Anyway, yeah, it goes on and on. There's a lot of that uh, crazy, creepy shit. It is a good story. Um, very interesting. Lots of reading to do. Dude, it's fucking... Can you imagine if you fucking bought a game yep. and it was like a spooky time? Like, oh, just yeah. some weird shit started happening. Yeah. Kind of like... Oh, that's it? Just, can you imagine if this happened? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Well, no, I yeah. know that like if you buy like pirated versions or you pirate a ver- like a game mm-hmm. um your like console is like knows and then yeah like at the very beginning of the game like a character from the game will basically be like hey man like fourth we wall. know what you're doing yeah, yeah like, enjoy that. the game you prick and then they you just go for it and it, that's like kind of it but i know mm-hmm. if i was like anywhere younger than like 15 i probably would have freaked the fuck out <laughs> yeah so you're saying this is all just like a boot, bootleg copy of it? Just it's basically just a ploy to make sure people don't copyright <laughs> like this. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine. I bet. I'm assuming it's probably exaggerated a little bit. Uh, uh, yeah. He probably I, got some. He probably got some some upvotes and was like, "Oh shit, let's he's go." Like, shit, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say this whole story's fabricated, but. Fun yeah, read, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah, that's what I guess is. But I mean, you know, he, he said it wasn't creepypasta. He said it was real. He said it scares him to his soul. Yeah, there's there's some YouTube what? videos that he he posted himself um, just to kind of try to show what he was seeing. So that part's kind of cool. So I guess technically at the end of the day, if uh, he has proof of what's going on, either he made the game at that point, you know, and put that effort into it. And if that's the case, that's pretty cool. Otherwise, if he didn't make the game and it's doing this, that's actually pretty neat. That's pretty interesting. Uh, someone that means someone did though at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's Spookville po- population. Me. That's Spookville. You know what I mean? Do you yeah. little goosebumps? Yeah. You little goosies? That's scary. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Dude, yeah. I'm gonna call. I'm actually gonna call the police now. I'm no. horrified. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Oh. Okay. Well, I'm call. I'll have them on standby. I won't call them. That's a good call. Anyway, yeah, so I, you know, you know how I like my spooky stuff. So I'm sorry for all you uh, listeners out there that thought that was a little too creepy because it is pretty creepy. Um, but if you are into that, go ahead and read into that later on. It's pretty fucking scary. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that that was my only spooky one I'll do. I'm going to I'm going to have more fun stories to tell after this. I just want to kick us off with that. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want to. I wanted to I wanted to start with that. But I'll I'll be more fun the next couple podcasts, I swear. No, dude. We're going I'm going to go two times as spooky next time. That's hard to do, but I'd see it. 
I just, I don't know. I don't have I don't have anything prepared, but I may, maybe it, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Real quick, what's your favorite video game of all time? My favorite video game of all time is Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's pretty fun. This is the greatest game. Spyro, the whole Spyro series is great. Yeah, I uh, love Spyro. But the second one is just better is all there is to it. This is the best game ever. Damn. There you go, everyone. Try Spyro. I told you yeah. I really I like Zelda. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Twilight Princess in particular, one of my favorites. I play Pokemon a lot, though. I play... I play... Uh, yeah. What's your most played game? Maybe I'll ask that. My most played game of all time, it would probably have to be like NBA 2K. Cause I wasn't really uh, like a serious gamer, gamer like like playing online and stuff until like till my twenties. Honestly, like it just I don't know. I, and it's mostly because I had an Xbox from like twelve to twenty one, or I guess twenty before I like manned up and got a PS four. Mm-hmm. And because uh, all my friends had a PS four, and I was like, this is awful. And um, my so I eventually I, I caught on, but basically just sports games for a long time. Yeah. Um, Crash and Spyro were my like goat games of all time. Like they're so fun. Uh, and before they remastered the Crash Bandicoot series, my wife got me a like brand new, never opened copy of uh, the third Crash Bandicoot game for the PlayStation One, and it was That's amazing. Big. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you open it, or are you gonna keep that collective stuff? Oh no, I pl- I I played the shit out of it. I was go. like, I they they hadn't announced that they were gonna remaster it yet, and I was like, I gotta play this goddamn game. Oh, yeah, of course you can't not. <laughs> and we only we only paid like twenty bucks for it too, which is I feel crazy. That's but pretty. Maybe solid. not. I don't know what the market is. That's pretty solid. Dude. Yeah, man. What what are you putting? What are you logging hours on? Um, honestly, unfortunately, probably Overwatch is my most played game. I play yeah. a fuck ton of Overwatch, dude. All you, you do play a lot there. of Overwatch. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I don't. It's a love hate situation. Very addicting. Um, I play with my girlfriend, but I also play with uh, several of my other friends, and it's 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 fun. It's it's a game. <laughs> it is a video game. We've played a few times, but my uh, yes. My, my internet play. doesn't communicate well with the servers and, and like I'm already like since I've only played a handful of times I'm not good at it so right like I mean, the, the, the infuriating part of my internet also being like no I don't think so and it's just like oh my god yeah and unfortunately uh, uh, Overwatch is one of those games where if you're not in it right away and like getting good you're 100% just behind the curve and you'll never catch up so it's hard for newcomers to get into in a way just because everyone's going to clap your cheeks and be extremely toxic and it's horrible so but if you can get past that part and grind enough and get better to where you can compete there you go that's right i'm quitting my job today and i'm playing overwatch i like the sounds of that forever yeah because because madden wouldn't pay me true you think activision will because activision sucks cock too unless they sponsor us and they're fucking cool 
Yeah, they're great in that case. Tony Hawk Pro Skater is the best game of all time. <laughs> Notice how I didn't say Blizzard, and I want to say that because Blizzard did make Overwatch, but then in the lifespan of uh, Overwatch, Blizzard got bought out by Activision. So, Do you think that in, in the 2020s you'll get to play Overwatch 2? Uh, I believe maybe. <laughs> I keep seeing like <laughs> posts where they're like, now hiring, and it's like... like it looks almost like they're desperate for like to get the game finished. <laughs> like, please. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever coded on a computer, please for the please. love of God. I, you know, I've I have a suspicion they'll release it of uh, you know next year, spring of twenty twenty two is my guess. Um, and I will, of course, buy it new and play the shit out of it. But I, I want Overwatch and Activision and Blizzard to know I'm not happy about it and fix your game. A lot yeah, of potential. I'm, not, I'm not stoked. Not stoked. Fix it. A lot of potential, a lot of fun <laughs> that can be had. But fix your community and a bunch of other shit. Matchmaking. Yeah, I, I, every now and then you play a game like uh, like you basically pay, like you know it's not finished or ready, but you basically pay them the $60 or $40 or whatever up front to have the game and then wait for them to fix the shit. <laughs> yeah, you just have to keep going through. And, and you know, it does. that's the weird part about Overwatch is it doesn't feel like it's not finished. It feels very polished and clean and finished. However... Yeah, it's not like buggy at all. No, no, no. I don't think. I mean, it's buggy in terms of some inconsistent bullshit that kills me exclusively, but anyway... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Roadhog's chain, amen. But like, um, it, it it's very finished. It's just that they add characters, and you know, it was all free DLC, which is super nice. Like characters were new that were free. They that was good for the community. Um, but you know, the more the game progresses, the more uh, things change, and like they needed to go back and tweak stuff. So they are basically making updates on the game, like every month for sure, uh, making changes. So basically, if you played a long time ago and you play now, it's a very different game. Um, there's really no, uh, there's no win because they can't balance it perfectly. That's just not real. So there's gonna be bullshit. There's gonna be characters that will always be better than others. This is the whole thing. You just have to kind of Man. accept it, and that's hard to accept. Yeah, because it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Fuck you, Activision. Literally broken game. I'll play it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm deleting it in solidarity right now. Unless you want to play with me, then I guess what? Dude, are we about to play Overwatch? (laughs) Dude, we're about to hop on play some Overwatch, dude. Name, name three characters on Overwatch. Yeah. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I, if I, if I can tell you what they look like, does that count? Uh, that's a start. Maybe it'll like jog your memory. I might give you a hint. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's the pig guy with uh-huh. the chain. That's the doucher. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know his name. And then there's the fucking. I think his name is just Reaper, right? There's Reaper, the, big shotgun yeah, boy. Yeah. Let's go. He's got, got shotguns. And he. So. And by the way, if I have ever, I use that guy sometimes, and I'm like. This is the guy that kills me every two seconds, so I should yeah. probably be good at this, right? No, nope. no, 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 it's not. You're just not good at it. Um, and then I think the one that has spoken to me the most is just that she's a, that girl that has like a she flies high in the air and has like cannons on her arm. Sarah. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> is Sarah. It's Farah. Oh, I thought you said Sarah. Her like, name's okay, just straight up Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first guy was Roadhog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you know the characters. 
back of your Dude, I'm fucking hand. It's all I do. Big gamer. Yeah, I'm that's what I play a lot gamer, of. It's, it's, it's a questionable one. But I... Yeah, the you've, never, you've never been upset, though, so it's fine. I actually have... And this is... I'll tell the audience. I have... Um, I'll just say a competitive spirit. Uh, I get very uh, angry at video games. I, I won't ever... You know, I don't talk shit. Like, I don't, I'm not that guy. I'm not, like, a toxic player. I, and I'll... I will tell you that right now and I know that sounds anyone could say that I'm being serious I won't just talk shit on someone or I won't teabag whatever like all that stuff I won't do it but I just get very angry in my own personal space so those people that those toxic people that do that shit really get to me and Overwatch is basically made up entirely of those people almost entirely Um, and so you know when someone cucks me if it's like me versus six people and then whoever gets that last shot that kills me and they come up and they teabag me as if like I was going to win in the first place. Uh, that really mentally fucks me up. And I know that's what they want to do. But at the same time, like, man, I just got off work. I'm out here trying to play a game I enjoy. And you're just going to make me fucking want to end it all? That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that's super I fun. I appreciate this. Yeah. So it's it's a no-win situation. You can say, well, why don't you just get better? And then that won't happen. Well, because it's like a team-based game. So no matter what, you're going to occasionally get mixed up with some bad teammates. And for my case, almost 100% of the time, get mixed up with bad teammates. Anyway, I can go on and on um, about the game and its toxic shit. But he was he was talking exclusively when I play with him. And it was just ridiculous. Dude. Like, it. how could you not kill that one roadhog that one fucking time? I needed you to kill him. You just shot him in the like you you could have shot him in the head. You didn't do it. I just didn't do. it. I shot him in the arm. You fucking fool. And I'm sorry. Nah. And then, and then the problem is when I say stuff like this, like if any of the listeners are Overwatch fans, they would easily just tell me like, good, good, all your shit, blah, blah, blah. But it's like that you're the one that feeds into it. Okay. Because I, I feel like I am okay at the game. Um, but that guy still doesn't yeah. excuse a lot of things. Anyway, Overwatch. I won't do a podcast episode on Overwatch, probably. Uh, so this is just my chance to talk about it since it's video game month. Dude, it's gamer month. Gamer month. And we're going crazy, bro. We're going to get the victory royale. Dude, fucking W. But, yeah. And so that was, that was, dude, can you insert Fortnite noise into I can tr- this? I can try. Mr. Editor. <laughs> I will give it my all. Except for, was copyright real? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, probably we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Probably not. They won't sue us anyway. <laughs> Apple, anyway, yeah. Apple's like, uh oh. That's 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 a uh, that's our first episode in the video game month. I hope it wasn't too spooky. Um, I hope you stick with us for the rest of the month and listen to some more epic video game stories. I have no idea what mine's going to be next. Actually, at this at the time of recording this, so it'll be a mystery to everyone. Dude, and we're gonna fucking pop off for the entire month. Every episode is gonna be an absolute banger. Just like they always and have been. That's that's all that's all we do is bangers. Dude. Everyone always says they say, Hey Craig, Andrew, podcast, never not bad. And we say that's yeah, true. that's on purpose. Dude, we do that on purpose. purpose. Do that for the fans, we do that for the fans, they're adoring. It makes us feel good to hear it. So that being said, yeah. uh, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Do our classic plugs here. You know, follow us at Twitter at stores stories underscore boys. Um, hasn't changed. We update that some, you know, semi annually. Um, spread our name around. Go ahead and spread our name about, and we'll get more 
followers. The more followers we get, we're going to get more upgrades. I'll have you know that we have upgraded our, um, maybe it even sounds different. I don't know if it sounds different, but we have upgraded our audio editing equipment, um, software and all that good stuff. Uh, so we're trying to just go up, build better, build a better foundation and get better content for you lovely goonies. Uh, so, you know, the more that you guys spread us around and give us a good, you know, give us good reviews, then the, the more we can kind of have fun and do this and make it even better. So Dude, we'll make it great. And so, yeah, follow us on Twitter at stories underscore boys. I already said that. Follow us individually. We don't tweet a whole lot individually. That's true. Um, I never do. But we would tweet more on the podcast account if That's we had true. more followers. That's so true. So follow us there. That would be tremendous. We would love to engage with you all. So That's the big thing. I think at the end of the day, I don't even necessarily – I just really want to just be able to like see what you guys like and I want to be able to communicate with the, the, the audience and see what where else we should go, any suggestions. Like I want to talk to you guys in that way. Yeah, let us know. Tweet and say, hey, this part sucked or you should do this for a month yeah, because literally. let me tell you, it's hard to come up with uh, <laughs> a whole month, month of themes. Yeah, so uh, let us know. Let us know what you want to see or hear. Um, another thing you can do is email us. That's uh, true. Stories with the boys pod at gmail.com. If you want, I, I, I know we've said this right three times before. But we would love to do something where we, like, read your guys' stories yeah. on the podcast. So send me some stories, and we will uh, – we run the Twitter, we run the email. So Personally. you will be in direct contact with us, and uh, we, we would love to hear your story. We'd love to tell your story via uh, audio medium. That's right. We have the voice. You got the story. Send it our way. Yeah, and we're going to sell it to a movie company and yes. not cut you yeah, in, the, we're gonna in, take, in on the financing. Yeah, we're going to take all that profit we possibly can for our personal growth. Yeah, we call it the dolphin tail method. That's <laughs> the old dolphin tail method. Don't bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exciting. So, yeah, we will uh, we'll keep growing if you guys help us grow. So, with that, uh, I think that's a wrap for uh, the first video game episode. What do you think, Craig? Anything else to add? Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Shut, shut up. We're not doing that. We, we do have the YouTube channel, but just, just, just leave them alone, Craig. Let them live their lives. Please. We need it. Just, we need it. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you what, though, really quick on that topic. I played our YouTube uh, for my dog. She, she's, she was sick, and so uh, she was in the bathroom. Long story short, she was, she was basically quarantined for a short amount of time but i had to go to work uh, and so i didn't want her to feel alone so i played our podcast on the youtube on the tv near so she could hear it um and she didn't do anything sick induced while i was away i think the podcast made her feel comfortable so it is a perfect background noise it's a perfect uh while you're away for work for your dog's noise it's a good time are you saying that our podcast cures all animals. Yep, that's the claim we're making. They, uh, if you're a vet, play it at your vet's office, and then you won't even have to use your medicinal practices. You'll just cure them. <laughs> what if? Okay, we're gonna strike a deal with exclusively vet companies, and you'll there only be able to hear the podcast at your local veterinary office. I bet we'd bring in some crowns to the vets. That's what we do. 
Yeah. Yeah. People be breaking their like gerbils legs on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. To hear yeah. the podcast. Exactly. Not bad. Not bad. All right, Craig. I will catch you on the next episode. And you too, Goonies. Goodbye. <laughs>